Hello and welcome back to Between the Notes, a motif music podcast recorded at the parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we are joined by local duo Kenny Seltzer and Steve Gilligan. We want to thank the parlor for hosting, as well as our other sponsors, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Testing 123 with the RIDOH. We'll get started today by enjoying a performance from our guests before we sit down with them to discuss their experiences with the local music scene. So sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. Hi, uh, we're from The Parlor for Motif Magazine. I'm Kenny Seltzer, this is Steve Gilligan over here, and we're going to play a few songs for you. So thanks for, um, thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. This is a song of ours called Nothing Started, Nothing Gained. It's about the uh, trials and tribulations about being in a relationship and not really not, not knowing what's going on. Thank you. 
just as settled what remains. Nothing changes, it's all the same. It's all good, nothing bad. Did not see what I had. Spend all my time thinking about you. I wonder what in the world I'm going to do. Nothing started, nothing gained. I'm out here in the pouring rain. Looking left, I'm looking right. I'm out here in the dead of night. Spend all my time worrying about you. I wonder if what we say is really true. But I love you. Nothing started, nothing gained. Thank you. Here's a song, um, old song of mine. I actually recorded this many times. I, uh, one time I recorded it for an album I did, um, and uh, the band did it, and it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but it was so good I left it on the album that I redid it again, so I put it up twice on one album. That's uh, good stuff. The song is called Colors. Check my tune.
colors. So it's good to be here. Good playing live. It's really good to play live. I've done so many Zoom shows over the past two years. One thing about doing live shows, you uh, after doing Zoom shows, is you notice that people have legs, which is, which is <laughs> unusual. This song I wrote a f um, few years ago, not too long ago, called Like a Candle in the Dark. And, um, sort of like reggae based. And it's a love song. Thank you. 
find a way to get by. We gotta try to spend our time living free. Before it's gone, before it's gone away. Gone away. Like a candle in the dark. So it's uh, great having um, all the support out there. It's really great. Thanks, Glenn, for the uh, sound. It sounds really great up here. Thanks. And for uh, what's? Eric. Eric. Thanks for uh, doing the uh, audio, um, video and the interface, I guess, right? got one more for you. Um, if you want to know about more, more about our music, go to www.kennyselser.com, uh, S-E-L-C-E-R, and it'll take you to uh, Bandcamp and YouTube and other places that I won't mention. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't get lost. This song is called Say You Well. I won't ever give up hope, but I just wanna go to heaven with you. Yes, I do. Listen to this tale I spin. You tell me if it's genuine. Throw the dice. It's my lucky seven.
This is Steve Gillen. Thanks a lot. Hello, and welcome to Motifs Between the Notes. We're here at the parlor. Thank you to our sponsors, R1 and Trinity Beer Garden. We are happy to welcome Kenny Seltzer and Steve Gilligan here tonight. Thank you for a wonderful performance. Yeah, thank thank you. you, and thanks for having us here. It's really, it's really, really good. Good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have you both on vocals and also guitar and bass. Um, how long have you all been playing together? How did you get to know one another? You have such a tight sound. And I mean, as an oh. audience, it's so great to see <laughs> musicians having fun together. Well, we've been playing together for nine years now, a little over nine yeah, years. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. We met um, on the open mic scene up in the, the uh, Massachusetts area. And um, you were playing with Jane, right? Yes. And so we just met, and I just asked him to play one time, and I, we were playing with... We ended up playing with uh, two other people uh -huh. and just kept on playing and playing and playing and, and a quartet, trios, duos. Kenny had already written a lot of music and been in and playing in the area for years. Right, for years, mm. yeah. And, uh, and so he played some of his original stuff and I'm like, oh, I want to do this. This is great. So, and he continues writing and we continue coming up with, uh, with these songs. And it's yeah, we... Um, just kept nine years a long time, so we got did get tight. We play, right? Um, try to play every week, yep, rehearse or just get together and play. That's awesome, and that's the only that's that's how you get tight. Just it's almost like 
telepathy in certain, certain <laughs> ways. Yeah. And you would work out the arrangements and just work it out and just, just have fun. It's fun doing yeah. it. And my cat loves it. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, he comes out. He lies on the couch and listens to us the whole the whole three hours of our goofing around. And What's your cat's name? Moxie. Aww. <laughs> He's a good right. boy. That's awesome. So That's if uh, if the Moxie doesn't leave the room, we know we've got we're doing good. Else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. We been together. We played all different kinds of plays. We had we had a electric thing happening for a while with drums, cool. and that ended with yeah. for now for COVID. COVID just gotcha. stopped. And um, we play bars, coffee, listening rooms, mm-hmm. you know, um, so we can do a lot of covers and a lot of different kinds of places. Gotcha. So it's, g- and um, done, done a lot of good things. A lot yeah. of good things. It's been fun. More yeah. to come. It continues I have to, to yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Um, and so you, s- you mentioned you're both from the Boston area, correct? So you went to an open mic night, um, which the parlor also has open mic nights. Yes. Um, way to bring musicians together. Um, I was wondering, uh, d- were you both performing uh, solo with other bands? Um, have you stuck to folk as a genre throughout your music career? Well, I think um, we do different kinds of music, different kinds of genres. Mm-hmm. Do some bluesy stuff. We do some singer-songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. We do a little reggae influence. You heard right, that today. Right, some blues, yeah. Um, um, just different material. Mm. Um, it, it seems like it's mostly the acoustic scene we've been part of, just because it's uh, that's where I, I was playing for a long time. And and um, it seems to be harder to get gigs with electric electric groups. Mm. And I can do solo. All, I do solo a lot, so... Um, and was I playing with anybody then? I might have been playing with a few other people sitting in, but nothing. I had a um, a band in the what do they call it? Two thousands? Is that what they call it? <laughs> so what they call it? <laughs> the the aughts? I don't know what they call pre, it. Pre pre twenty tens. Pre twenty tens. Um, and then I got back into the open mic scene, and and open mic. There's a incredible amount of open mics up in Massachusetts. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Good to hear. And they're all different. And some are yeah. some are all originals and some are covers and mm. some are mixture. So um in all different kinds of places, bars, listening rooms, churches, you know. So gotcha. Yeah. Farmers markets. The farmers farmers markets. markets. Nice. Down yeah. here too. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's great when after you've done playing, you know, you get paid. That's nice. But the people at the stands bring over zucchinis. <laughs> <laughs> right, I once did an open uh, op- uh, farmer's market and then I got paid in lettuce. Yes. <laughs> what am I going to do wait. with four heads of lettuce? <laughs> Figure it but out. But it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh, awesome. I sold them on the black market for no. <laughs> um, sign my lettuce. Yeah. Sign, <laughs> sign my lettuce, right. Oh my goodness. Well, y'all play these gorgeous instruments. I wanted to ask you about them. Um, they're both really unique, um, really beautiful instruments played by really talented musicians. What's what's your story? Um, well, this is called the Taylor 814. And I bought that last summer. Mm-hmm. And the real reason I bought it was I, I've had another guitar called Larve, which um, got um, beat up in a uh, plane ride. Oh, no. And um, I, it would have cost me a lot to, fi- it didn't cost me that much to fix it uh, uh, when I found out. 
But I realized that I really needed a guitar um, that wasn't so beat up. Mm. It was old. So, and um, and a friend of mine talked me into spending money on myself because I'm a guitar player. Because I usually don't spend that. I don't even want to tell you how much that I cost. <laughs> Not that much. Treat yourself. And so I went to a music store, and the, I knew the owner in Lexington, mm-hmm. and uh, he kept on handing me guitars. And he handed me that one. He tried this, and I said, okay, this is... <laughs> I, I thought about it for a day, but I knew it was gonna, I was going to buy it. And it has, it sounds, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's got this, uh, for those of you who can't see, it's got this really unique acoustic hole um, on the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's one of a kind. It's um, definitely a design, sound design thing. I and mean, They made it look nice, too. So um, everyone asks about it all the time. <laughs> well, it's bright and beautiful. Yeah, it's a good guitar. How about this bass? This reminded yeah, me of Yeah, that's a Lakeland forest. A Lakeland bass with swamp ash wood. And uh it's a five string. It was my second five string transitioning from four to five strings um was a bit of a challenge. Mm. And I I got a really, really beautiful bass in order to help it along. And so now I think in five strings mostly. Cool. It's, yeah, it's he's played different. a lot of rock and roll. Yeah, with four strings, and you don't use you don't use five strings on rock no. and roll pretty much. Right, right. That's but more of an acoustic move. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and uh, I play some country music now, and they require that quite a bit. Interesting. Really? So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of country guitarists they play songs in E flat, and then or if they play them in E, they tune down and then they put a capo on it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it's a sound thing. That yeah, I'm a bass player. I don't understand guitars gotcha. that much. D- is it one uh, note lower? It goes uh, all the way down to a B, which is a fifth under the it's second string. Yes, it really resonates. We have one song <laughs> where I end on one of those notes, and the whole room goes. It, he used to funk a lot. Oh, cool. (laughs) Very cool. It's fun. Yeah. Amazing. That's reminded me of one of your songs. It might have been the third song. There was this big drop down slide (laughs) on the bass. Yeah, that was so fun. Awesome. Um, Well, I'm guessing, you know, I noticed a theme in a lot of your music was about love and of a romantic nature, whether it be mostly folk or, or reggae or blues oriented. Um, are they from the same album? Other couple albums? Um, let's see. The the uh, first song uh, is is not an album yet. I, I've recorded a lot. Ooh, that's exciting. And yeah. I've I've enough for uh, um, two albums, even though I'm concentrating on one album. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing started, nothing gained is um, was written a couple years ago, and um, that'll be. That's on Bandcamp right now. You can find it on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. That's a full band recording. Actually, they're all full band recordings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. S- um, the second song I recorded a long time ago, 10 years ago, and even longer, I, I have it an earlier version, uh, Colors. And the third song, Like a Can in the Dark, is also going to be, it's, it's uh, been recorded recently. Full nice. band. Uh, reggae, reggae-ish. Um, it's a f- such a fun song. It is. Yeah. And the last song I recorded before, you know, years ago, um, we played all the time. That's one of the, that's yeah. that's 
that's the song Say You Will that we record, mm -hmm. that we play at the end usually. Nice. But um, I didn't want to record it. Um, I probably won't be on another album because it's been recorded before and I have too many other songs. We have too many other songs to to um, to work with. and you know. That's a good problem to have as an yeah. artist. Right. Right. Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just kidding. So, um, people have been waiting. <laughs> so, if you go to my website, mm -hmm. uh, Ken Sel Kenny Seltzer.com, it'll take you to Bandcamp. And Bandcamp is a great inter international, worldwide platform for musicians where you can buy, you can listen to or buy people's songs for really, really cheap. And you hear all my music up there. So, when we record, I put it up there. So, it's up there, it's available. It's sort of released, but it's just not a, not a physical form. Gotcha. And I'm not sure um, if and when it happens. Good to know. Good to know that all your music can be found on Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp. Excellent. Um, yeah, we. Um, I have a lot of recordings. We've got a lot of recordings together. It's just CDs are... I'm not sure what to do about CDs. Me neither. So <laughs> I know people who... They continually release them, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So Some people are trying to go vintage and get the cassettes out there. That go in the or vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Vinyl. Yeah, vinyl, yeah. I still buy vinyl. It's mm -hmm. great. Right. That's and CDs, I, people don't even have, some people don't even have CDs in their car. In fact, I don't even have a CD player at home that's plugged in. Right. So, so I'll see what happens. But the music is definitely available. Excellent. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, the question for when CDs become vintage is is a question. They are vintage <laughs> right now. I say give it like three more years, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain um, your songwriting process? I know, you know, you've got so many songs over so many years. How has your process either changed? Well, it's a li it's a little different for me. Well, I shouldn't mm -hmm. say that. What I, what happens for me is that I um, um, I try to uh, trap a mood and an energy. Mm meaning that I, I try to define it, you know. And then I might play some chords that fit the fit the uh, mood, and then I might say some words and see what happens, see where it goes. Um, once in a while, I, I um, know that I'm going to write a certain kind of song, but I don't write specific things. A lot of people write lyrics first. I don't do that. Mm. Lyrics are actually harder for me. And um, uh, so I just see where the mood, mood takes me, and sometimes it's really easy, sometimes... It's hard. N nothing started, nothing gained. Took me eight months to write. Oh wow! April to December of 2019, and I just wrote a song, um, "Morning Light." Yeah, "Morning um, Light." Yeah, that was really quick. Brand new. Hmm. A few days, and I, I might have had to work the arrangement a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wasn't totally finished, but I, it was the words came out, music came out. And it was like, what is this? But it was, it was uh, also in uh, last March, I wrote another song that came out really quick. It really depends. Mm -hmm. And I don't uh, try to force anything. You know, I just, if I don't write, I don't write. That's really affirming to yeah. hear, you know, with any kind of artist, you know, if you're not feeling like it's gushing out of you, it's okay. Well, some people, you yeah. know, go through exercise and write every day, mm -hmm. whether it's... Right good or bad. Right. I just never been into that. I'm not saying it's bad wrong. It's right. Just, Everyone's different. I mean maybe they get more songs, but um all the songs I seem to write I would say nine out of ten songs are, are decent and they 
they come out there in the world and I plan for people. I know a lot of people um, probably write more songs than I do, but um, they they might not play them in front of people as much mm. because they're just, I don't know. Private. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to write now. Um, I just picked up some chords last night and, and um, it's it's sort of like if I feel it all the time, obviously, but um, I I don't necessarily want to write the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I um, we always have themes that we write about, and I don't I don't I don't want to write another same thing. So, mm -hmm. so that's why I don't really force it. Mm, I hear that. See what comes out. Yeah. And then I work with it if it's if I like it. Nice. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I heard the theme of love, but none well, of your songs. Well, some of it's He's a romantic. Ah, I am a romantic. Yeah, <laughs> but none of them struck me as, like, very similar to one another at all. It really spoke to how diverse right. y'all are as well, musicians. Well, I've, I've learned, I don't know, 40 of his songs, maybe more. Mm -hmm. And, really? uh, yeah. Wow. And I've never thought, oh, this one's a lot like, you know, mm -hmm. the one we did three years ago or something like that. They wow. all They all have a unique identity. Very which, cool. Which that's definitely true. I mean, that's what I want. I don't yeah. want to write. Some people, I uh, they're decent, but they every song sounds kind of the same. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I like too many different kinds of music. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I just and 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 uh, I like to see where it goes and what comes out. Very cool. I guess that's making me wonder about your history as musicians and who influenced you, who got you into music <laughs> in the first place. Well, that's a hard one because to me, um, I started playing at thirteen, and guitar, guitar, mm -hmm. and I, I never stopped. I mean, it grabbed me, and I wouldn't let go. It was kind of survival. I mean, it helped me mm -hmm. cope with uh, life. Mm -hmm. And I uh, was lucky to have um, uh, a neighborhood kid who was a year older than me, and he said, "Play this," and I'd play blues, a lot of blues, and he'd play over it, and so I just kept on. He kept on pushing me to play, and I got better. And then actually, six months later, I was in a band, like 13, 14. So. Wow. And um, it was always I loved all different kinds of music. There was no – I mean, obviously, I was influenced by radio. Mm -hmm. um, if you could name, like, two or three musicians that you think. Well, as a guitar player, it was Eric Clapton and uh, Jerry Garcia. Nice. I mean, I play a lot of leads. You mm -hmm. heard some of it. Yep. Uh, as a writer, I don't know. Um, I I liked everything. I mean, Little Feet, Paul Simon, The I Beatles. Paul Simon, I really yeah, did yeah, with with yeah. both of y'all. Yeah. yeah, especially with your singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the storytelling. I mean, right, and Beatles were a huge influence on me. Mm -hmm. John Lennon, Bob That's Dylan, great. was more of a uh, inspiration than specifics. I mean, I can't write like that, a little narrative stuff. He's a storyteller. It's different, right? It's different. But yeah, I, 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 love, I love Bob Dylan. What about you, Steve? Well, you know, the Beatles. That was, you know, I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and I went, that's what I'm going to do for a living. You know, I was eight. <laughs> and my parents were very supportive. Got me a guitar. Awesome. I was a terrible guitar player. And uh, yep. a better guitar player said, you should play bass. There weren't any other bass players. My mom got me a bass that week. And wow. uh, and like Kenny, 
by the time I was 17, I was in bands with people who were a lot older than me playing in bars. I had to change my driver's license. Because <laughs> it said the year I was born and I wasn't 18 yet. <laughs> Stuff like that happens. He and I kept, it, I, I, kept, I kept it going. You know, I just kept it going. No yeah. matter what I did, I, I was stubborn. That's a lot of people, great. A lot of people that I know over the years just stopped playing, mm. even though they loved it. Really? Yeah, I know a few people, and and you know when I, guess I, do I never had a family, so <coughs> I didn't have the pressure of having to support anybody but myself. Mm. So, well, I'm so glad that y'all stuck with it, are continuing to stick with it, have met, and are now yeah. this awesome dynamic duo. Yep. We're looking forward to hearing more of y'all <laughs> right, right. on Bandcamp in person yeah. in the yeah. Boston area, and hopefully back down here in Providence. Yeah, that yeah. would be great. Right. Hopefully they'll open up again, and COVID will go away. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, thanks for having yeah. thanks for having us, and um, um, thanks for Motif Magazine yeah. for putting this all together ha and having us in the parlor. The parlor. Yes. The parlor. Hi, the everyone. Parlor. The parlor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was saying, I wish this place was down the street from my house. I know. It's I a cool <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Well, thank you so thanks. much, thanks for Kenny us. Seltzer, Steve Gilligan. Thank, thank you, you so much for being thanks here. Sam. Thanks a lot. All right. This has been Motifs Between the Notes. We would like to take a moment to once more thank the sponsors for this episode, The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Testing 123 with the RIDOH. And thank you for listening. <laughs>